This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. You are hereby warned the woke mob is coming for you. They're aided and abetted by the powerful cancel culture that seeks to eliminate free speech, repress dissent, and silence anyone who dares to disagree with their progressive orthodoxy. Civil liberties? Forget about that. That's a quaint artifact of bygone principles of liberty. Censorship is the new rage. If you complain or resist, you will be targeted with a vengeance. The woke crowd will demand that you be fired and branded with a scarlet letter. They want you punished as permanently unemployed, blacklisted in perpetuity. If they get their way, they'll dictate what you think, command your every belief, and mandate what you can read or watch. They seek total dominion over your actions and the power to control every aspect of your life. Big tech, Democrats, and the liberal media They're all on board. In fact, they're leading the charge. If we're not careful, they'll prevail. You will be silenced. And once that happens, your voice will be gone, perhaps forever. Attorney, Fox News legal analyst, and two-time New York Times bestselling author. This is The Brief with Greg Jarrett. Hello, everyone. I'm Greg Jarrett, and welcome to The Brief. By now, you've all heard me talk about my pillow and how it's literally changed my life. I met Mike Lindell. He fit me for my very own my pillow, and I haven't stopped raving about it since then. They won't go flat. You can wash and dry them as many times as you want, and they maintain their shape. Made in the USA. If you don't have a MyPillow or know somebody who doesn't, now is the time because there's a limited time that Mike is offering his premium MyPillows. Yes, the one that started it all for his lowest price ever. You can get a queen-size premium MyPillow regularly $69.98 for only $29.98. That's a $40 savings. Kings are only $5 more. Buy now, and Mike will extend his 60-day money-back guarantee to March 1st, 2021. Go to MyPillow.com and click on the Radio Listener's Square. There, you'll find not only this amazing offer, but also deep discounts on all of the MyPillow products, including the Giza Dream Bed Sheets, the MyPillow Mattress Topper, and MyPillow Towel Sets. Or call 800-605-8765 and use promo code GREG, G-R-E-G-G. Liberals used to fancy themselves as the champions of civil liberties and free speech. For decades, they led the charge against censorship and the deprivation of fundamental freedoms enshrined in our Constitution. 
But now, liberals have managed to erase all of that from their collective memory. Intoxicated in their newfound power by taking control of the White House and both houses of Congress, they are now scheming to perpetuate their supremacy by extinguishing all opposition. It's as if they're determined to prove Lord Acton correct when he said, power tends to corrupt and absolute power corrupts absolutely. You would think that the media would resist this all-out assault on speech. After all, their livelihood, their very existence is guaranteed in the First Amendment to the Constitution, freedom of the press, and free speech. That includes diversity of thought and opinion. But you're wrong. Liberal journalists and I realize that's a redundant term, have now joined in the growing insurgency to banish any speech that doesn't conform to their own. This has never happened before for a very simple reason. The liberal media has always held a monopoly on political reporting and speech. Their stories were consistently and pervasively infected with a far-left bias. Until fairly recently, there was never any resistance because, well, there was no competition. Then along came Fox News and a handful of other outlets that dared to present an alternative way of presenting stories. They dared to accompany those stories with opinion and programming that can be described as, in a word, conservative. Well, at first, the mainstream media was dismissive. I know this because 20 years ago, I made the mistake of working as an anchor for MSNBC. But as fair and balanced news and conservative viewpoints gained audience and credibility, liberal journalists became deeply alarmed. They publicly groused that Fox News was fake news, except that it wasn't, and they knew it. The more they condemned Fox, the more the network prospered in audience share. When Fox became the number one news network on cable television, its liberal competitors were apoplectic. Their hysteria has only escalated over time. Recently, their anti-Fox mania reached an apex when journalists began calling for Fox News to be shut down or outlawed. It's surely an act of desperation when your critics demand that you be canceled. But of course, their timing was absolutely perfect. It coincides with the new woke mentality of the cancel culture. And it goes something like this. If you disagree with someone or don't like what they stand for, smear them with lies and demand that they be canceled. The late Senator Joe McCarthy would be mighty proud. In the 1950s, he elevated blacklisting to an art form and destroyed innumerable lives in the process. McCarthy was an inveterate liar and opportunist who cared not a whit about facts, evidence, or the truth. His malevolence created the infamous noun McCarthyism, which is what the cancel culture now fully embraces. And the mainstream media are the leading practitioners of modern-day McCarthyism. They do this without a scintilla of shame. An overstatement? 
Not at all. Take a look at the recent efforts to get rid of Fox News. At the New York Times, Nicholas Kristof wrote, quote, I'd like to see pressure on advertisers to withdraw from Fox News so long as it functions as an extremist madrasa, and cable providers should be asked why they distribute channels that peddle lies. Kristoff is Joe McCarthy in disguise. And then there's Max Boot of the Washington Post, who wrote... Large cable companies such as Comcast and Charter Spectrum, which carry Fox News and provide much of its revenue in the form of user fees, need to step in and kick Fox News off. (laughs) Well, not to be outdone by her colleague at the Washington Post, Margaret Sullivan devoted an entire column to demanding that Fox News be put out of business and that its thousands of employees be relegated to the back of the unemployment lines. She wrote, quote, Corporations that advertise on Fox News should walk away, and citizens who care about the truth should demand that they do so. But what truth exactly, Margaret Sullivan's? Why, of course, it's the liberal truth. Now, you might wonder if there's an ulterior motive here, and indeed there is. The Washington Post is owned by Jeff Bezos, the richest man in the world who owns the behemoth Amazon. President Trump has been a harsh critic of both Bezos and Amazon and suggested that the company be broke up as an illegal anti-competitive monopoly in violation of U.S. antitrust laws. So there's that. Food for thought. And then there's the statement by Anand Garid Harada, said MSNBC, who posed the following question. Should Fox News be allowed to exist? Brain mashing as a business model shouldn't be legal. None of these people have a clue that what they're demanding would be a clear violation of rules set forth by the Federal Communications Commission, the FCC. Those rules are based on fairness and competition, which must be alien concepts to those people I just mentioned. Or maybe they think, oh, the rules, that's for the little people, not us in the media. Over at CNN, one of Fox's main competitors, the ever-obtuse Oliver Darcy, declared that it's time the TV carriers face questions for lending their platforms to dishonest companies that profit off of disinformation and conspiracy theories. Darcy's unhinged rant was echoed by two others at CNN who railed against Fox News media critic Brian Stelter and the terminally obnoxious Jim Acosta. President Biden seems to understand that right-wing radicalization is a real problem. His team seems to recognize how Fox and Facebook and QAnon fantasies and all of that uh, has, has caused the separate realities in the United States. And it remains a threat to our democracy. It is, it is, the, reason, it is the reason why uh, there were hundreds of Trump supporters storming the Capitol on January 6th. And until that poison, that toxin is drained from the national political discourse in this country, Brian, mm. uh, I, I do think that uh, these forces represent a potential existential threat to this country. 
So there you have it from an impeccably reliable source, Jim Acosta on CNN. Fox News is an existential threat to this country, to democracy itself. But it's not just liberal journalists that want to cancel Fox News and put a claptrap on its viewers. No, Democrats in Congress want to do the same thing. They are, after all, in partnership with the mainstream media. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, a.k.a. AOC, was the first to muse aloud that anyone with a conservative viewpoint who was associated with Trump world should be blacklisted. But it was Representative Stephanie Murphy, she's a Democrat from Florida, who actually proposed a bill, legislation that would ban anyone from working for the federal government if they hold the wrong beliefs. In other words, Murphy wants a loyalty test, if you will, pledge allegiance to the progressive cause and renounce any diverse or conservative opinion or association with Donald Trump, and maybe, just maybe, we'll let you have a job. Now, I'm not kidding about this. Take a look at Murphy's bill. It would require all applicants to be investigated to determine whether they had, quote, associated with or knowingly engaged in activities conducted by an organization or a movement that spreads conspiracy theories and false information about the United States government. Again, this is a modern-day version of McCarthyism. Remember how McCarthy demanded to know, have you ever been associated with anyone known to be a member of the Communist Party? And if the answer was yes, well, your goose was cooked. You were finished. Dinners were at the soup kitchen. But now Stephanie Murphy is demanding, in her own McCarthyesque way, have you ever associated with anyone who embraced a conspiracy theory? And by the way, which conspiracy theory? I guess that's up to Stephanie Murphy. As my colleague at Fox News, Tucker Carlson, correctly pointed out, under Murphy's new standard, nearly all Democrats in government who embrace the debunked Trump-Russia collusion hoax, a phony conspiracy theory of notorious proportions, would be forced to resign from office, especially House Intelligence Committee Chairman Adam Schiff. Schiff was the Olympic champion of that fabricated conspiracy. You can see evidence in plain sight uh, on the issue of collusion. So there's clear evidence uh, on the issue of collusion, and this adds to that body of evidence. And there is significant evidence of collusion. There is ample evidence, and indeed there is, uh, of collusion of people in the Trump campaign with the Russians. I think there's plenty of evidence of collusion or conspiracy. All of this is evidence of collusion. There is significant evidence, much of it in the public domain, on the issue of collusion. Adam Schiff and most Democrats who falsely accused Donald Trump of a collusion conspiracy with Russia violated the very same new anti-conspiracy standard that Representative Stephanie Murphy now wants to impose on all of us. And all of them spent years peddling the fictive and preposterous conspiracy theory 
that has since been disproven by the special counsel investigation, the Senate investigation, the House investigation, and indeed newly declassified documents corroborate that the so-called evidence of collusion was nothing more than wild speculation and unreliable multiple hearsays that even the primary source of the information disavowed as a collection of ludicrous lies. It was the ultimate conspiracy theory and the greatest mass delusion in American political history. Yet for Democrats and the mainstream media who propagated that hoax, that's perfectly okay because, you know, it was all designed to damage Republicans and destroy Donald Trump. Their rank hypocrisy should be lost on no one except the deaf, dumb, and blind media. They have no sense of self-awareness. They spread without conscience lie after lie that Trump was a Russian asset. Story after story, they got wrong. In their zeal to bring down Trump, reporters revealed not only their disgraceful bias, but their sloppiness and sheer incompetence. In some instances, journalists were duped. Others were just remorseless liars. But more often, reporters got it wrong because they ignored the basics. They reported unconfirmed rumors as facts. They ran with anonymous tips without ever bothering to first verify the information is true. They abandoned all fairness and accuracy. CNN, MSNBC, The New York Times, The Washington Post, they were the worst offenders. The Times and The Post actually received Pulitzer Prizes for a story they got wrong. Brit Hume of Fox News called it, quote, the worst journalistic debacle of my lifetime, and I've been in this business 50 years. Yet the mainstream media wants to shut down Fox News? Roll the laugh track. It's comical. At the same time, it's frightening. Because they might actually succeed. Look at what's happening already. Big tech has successfully censored conservative thought on social media. In the run-up to the election, Facebook and Twitter refused to allow a New York Post story about Joe Biden's son in order to protect the Democrat candidate. Never mind that the story was proven true. Since the election, Trump has been banned from Twitter, Snapchat, Facebook, and Instagram, his primary means of communication. Other conservatives have found their accounts shut down as well. Parler, the social media platform favored by conservatives, was booted into non-existence by Amazon, Apple, and Google when they simultaneously unplugged their servers to Parler. Now, that is real collusion, and it's illegal. Then in early January, CNN staffers contacted the six major cable carriers in the country in a concerted effort to pressure them into dropping Fox News. And prominent Democrats supported that move. And there's more. If you've ever worked for Donald Trump, you are now on an official enemies list. An organization called the Trump Accountability Project is dedicating itself to preventing anyone in the Trump administration from getting a job in the private sector. 
Again, Joe McCarthy would be mighty proud. You can see where all of this is going. You are next if you don't strictly conform to the prevailing liberal doctrine. You'll be canceled. You'll be deplatformed. Even worse, you may lose your job and the prospect of another one. If you are not sufficiently woke, you'll be banished as if you never existed. Because Democrats and their media partners plan to exert complete control over modern political discourse and all social thought. It's collusion, but it's real this time. In this new era, dissent will not be tolerated. If you resist, you'll be punished. Journalist Glenn Greenwald, who has long warned about the destructive nature of the prevailing cancel culture, talked with Tucker Carlson about it. Glenn, I want to ask you about this bill from Stephanie Murphy, which strikes me as particularly ominous in the context of the moment we're in, that would ban people who fall within some category that she's defining, who have certain beliefs from effect, effectively from serving in government. Should your personal beliefs be a criterion for employment in the federal government? Well, the through line for everything that you just talked about, Tucker, is that the Democratic Party, which now controls the House, the Senate, and, and the White House, genuinely believes they have a monopoly on objective truth. They believe they're the party of science and rationality, and that the only way to disagree with them is if you're either a deranged conspiracy theorist or a seditionist, somebody who's engaged right. in criminal conduct or terrorism. And therefore, they genuinely believe it's not a show, it's not a pretext. They all have convinced one another through this echo chamber that that they've created, essentially the entire media except this network, which is why they want to shut it down, that if you disagree with their orthodoxies and their consensus, you are a threat and a danger. And it's so ironic they spent four years claiming they're fighting fascism and authoritarianism. And what are they trying to do now? They're trying to harness corporate and monopoly power to silence everyone who disagrees with them. The very hallmark, the epitome of the fascism they claim to be fighting, but which in reality they embody. Well, it is kind of amusing. I'm trying to stay amused. I think it's important that they cite Russia as the thing that we hate most because they crack down on press freedoms and it's not a true democracy as a pretext for imposing censorship on the press in the United States. I mean, is there no self-awareness at all or do they just don't care? It's like they're it's like they're envious of Putin that he's managed to consolidate right. the power that they wish they could wield and are trying to wield now. Tucker, they genuinely want everyone who disagrees with them silence. I know it sounds like hyperbole if you don't pay attention no, constantly to the news. And it's not just random people who are saying it. It is leading members of the Democratic Party. They're going to have partners in like the Liz Cheney wing of the Republican Party as well. Right. They want to exploit their power to regulate corporations and monopolies to they're saying it outright. They're saying we now control and regulate your industry and we demand that you stop using your advertising money for this network that criticizes us, the party in control. If that isn't authoritarianism, what is? They want to shut everybody off the Internet. They destroyed an entire social media platform. They just took it off of the Internet because they instructed Silicon Valley monopolies that it was their obligation to remove it. It is very chilling. You really can't overstate how bloodthirsty okay. they are and the control that they're trying to exert over our discourse. Greenwald is right. The twisted cancel culture crowd in the name of 
progressive wokeness is embracing full-throated fascism. Silencing anyone who disagrees with them is nothing more than tyranny. In a constitutional republic, censorship and repression of free speech is anathema to what America stands for. Now, fortunately, some people are speaking out, including the chairman of Fox Corporation, Rupert Murdoch. I'm not accustomed to featuring what the boss has to say, but this deserves an exception. And here it is. For those of us in media, there's a real challenge to confront. A wave of censorship that seeks to silence conversation, to stifle debate, and to ultimately stop individuals and societies from realizing their potential. This rigidly enforced conformity aided and abetted by so-called social media, is a straitjacket on sensibility. Too many people have fought too hard in too many places for freedom of speech to be suppressed by this awful woke orthodoxy. Awful woke orthodoxy. Indeed it is. And the woke mob is coming for you. There's a famous quote attributed to Voltaire. It goes something like this. I disapprove of what you say, but I will defend to the death your right to say it. Anyone who loves liberty, and Americans surely do, must remember those prophetic words as the far left seeks to destroy the free exchange of ideas and information and opinion that has always been the bedrock of our democratic principles. We have always agreed to disagree until now. So what's the answer? Well, it's time to cancel the cancel culture. And let's begin with big tech. Joe Biden's Justice Department will never sue them because Democrats are the beneficiaries of the widespread censorship. They absolutely love it. So it's up to the states to sue. And last month, 46 states brought antitrust lawsuits against Facebook, accusing it of exploiting its monopoly power to buy up and eliminate competition. Twitter, Amazon, and Google have done the exact same thing. They are abusive monopolies. They should all be broken up into little pieces. That would restore both order and competition to the marketplace. But that, I recognize, will take time. Not to mention federal judges with a backbone and a fidelity to the law. In the meantime, Users of social media must take immediate, coordinated action. They should abandon en masse Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, and Twitter, and switch to Parler once its new servers are up and running. But there are other platforms beyond Parler that can be utilized. It is time to send a message to the power-hungry oligarchs, Mark Zuckerberg, Jack Dorsey, and Jeff Bezos, need to have their power taken away from them. Their companies need to be cut down to size. If a government is too cowardly to stand up to them, Americans have the ability to do it on their own. The time for strong action is long overdue. We must take back our precious right to freedom of speech that made this country a beacon 
of liberty everywhere. And that's The Brief. I'm Greg Jarrett. Thanks for listening.